I bought the circle in those tires. I'm going green to shine. Remember, they span out down there. So protect that bottom. So Sunday drive. Hi, boss man. Hey, cars off. Be ready. Right, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. Be ready. Green flag. Green, green. Are you okay over there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. I guess I'm That was not. a test, and you failed. I, yeah, it would help if I put volume on myself, <laughs> wouldn't it? I, we've, been, we've been away for two weeks, and I feel like I've forgotten everything I knew about I, producing. Yeah, I know. I, we were talking about that before we came on the air. We The button to get into the studio, I forgot where it was. Yeah. It's been in the same spot for 50, 50, 55 years. Um, welcome to the Inside Pass. Hopefully the, the rest of the night will go better than the first 30 seconds have been. Um, but hopefully Keegan Brown will make it better because he's in the studio with us tonight. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, his his career, uh, Moto Cup, what is it, Moto America Moto Junior, America Junior Cup. Cup. Why, why do you bring people on that have complicated d- divisions of racing? Just to watch you fail. Well, <laughs> you succeeded. So good there job. we go. Um, especially coming off a two-week break. Yes. And that's, it's hard for me. It's hard enough for my mind to comprehend what we're doing. Um, talking racing is what we normally do um, on here, which we will do tonight. There is lots and lots of news um, over the last couple of weeks that we have missed. Um, so we'll talk about all the news. Um, Tom was also down in Mississippi for uh, the big indoor kart championship race yes. uh, down there. So we'll, we'll get to let him have some time to talk about that. Um, if you follow along on social media, you probably saw some video and some uh, some pictures from the event. Um, if you have Pit Road TV, you probably saw some of the event, or I would hope you would watch all of it, but um, maybe not. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that too, um, because there's lots and lots of stuff um, to discuss um, with that. Um, so, um, I know being off for the, you know, the last couple of weeks has kind of made a lot of news, like kind of be thrown at us at once. So it's not just NASCAR we're talking about and we've got F1 stuff to talk about too. Do we ever? Um, <laughs> and that's just, that's probably just going to cover the next two weeks of shows. Um, no, I'm kidding. We only have three shows left, um, in, in 20, that's, that's even more impressive. There's only three shows left in all of 2022. That's right. Um, before we take, we Christmas take a hunt, and New Year's week off, yep, and we come yep. back in 2023 and get ready for the clash. So it never ends. The it fun, never ends. The fun never ends. Exactly um, right. But, but, it's, but it's good. It's good fun. It's always good fun. Um, we love having that. So we'll talk about kind of what we did on Thanksgiving break too. Um, and Tom uh, posted something on on LinkedIn earlier, and, and I, I I think it's it's worth talking about because it involves Christmas. And yes. Who doesn't love Christmas? Um, so we're gonna step aside and take a break, and we'll try to fit all this into the next hour and 50 minutes, and we'll do it when we come back on the Inside Pass. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Well, doesn't that statement just keep getting more and more true? Welcome back to the Inside <laughs> Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker sitting here with you. Keegan Brown is our guest that's in studio with us tonight. We're going to talk about his career. Um, when we get to the longer segment, so he has more time to kind of to break down and, and discuss his career, but we will start with the NASCAR world. Um, I think I, there's a lot of stories that just kind of got thrown at us all week over the last couple of weeks. So I kind of figured, I was trying to figure out how to put them all in, in sort of chronological order. And then I thought, well, we'll just start with like, I, I guess what I feel like is the biggest story and just kind of go from there, which uh, while we were away, uh, we sort of kind of knew that Ryan Priest was sort of kind of going to go back to Cup at some point. Um, but they made the official announcement uh, last week that Ryan Priest is going to go back to the Cup Series and take over the 41 car. Um, and those of you who are NASCAR fans are probably thinking, oh, wait a minute, doesn't that car already have a driver? Not anymore. It doesn't. Well, I guess it does. It's Ryan Priest. Um, but uh, Cole Custer, who was in the 41 car, is sort of being demoted uh, back to the Xfinity Series. He'll go back to his old double zero ride um, in the Xfinity Series for 2023. And... You know, Tom, we talk all the time about performance and, and how performance is, is the key to, to being successful in, yep. in NASCAR. And when you look at Stuart Haas Racing as a whole, I mean, you've got Eric Amarola, who, who seems to make the chase every year, at least when rent one race somewhere along the way. Um, Kevin Harvick, who's always there um, each and every week. And Chase Briscoe, who made the top eight this year in the standings. And then you have the one driver who didn't, which is Cole Custer, who's won one race since he's been in the Cup Series. Um, and that was a couple of years ago, I think, at Loudon. Um, so I think it's good for Cole to go back to the Xfinity Series and go somewhere where he was completely just dominant uh, two years ago. 
um, part of the big three that we talk about all the time with Christopher yep. Bell and, and Chase Briscoe. So he'll get to kind of go back there and kind of reset himself a little bit. And Ryan Priest, on the other hand, kind of gets to do the same thing in the Cubs series because he kind of got an unfair, you know, outsting, I guess, to uh, JTG Jordy. So he gets to go back a little bit and see what he can do to prove himself in the Cubs series. Okay, so I'm going to unpack a couple of those statements. First yeah. of all, I don't think Priest, I don't think it's fair to say he got an unfair ousting. They just went to one car. No, that's true. Um, Still unfair. You Ricky didn't have to go Stenhouse, to well, <laughs> I mean, you know, but but that's um, that was just a bad break. And I would argue that when he signed with Stuart Haas Racing, um, that actually was a positive for him. Oh, yeah. For they sure. signed him as a re- reserve driver. Right. Okay. So if somebody gets hurt, they got a guy they can toss in who can go be competitive. But also, they they put him in some uh, Xfinity and truck races, and he won a few of those and ran very well in most all of them. And so it gave them an option so that if Eric Almarola left, they would be able to have a good option for the 10 car. And I think that was originally where Ryan was going, was to the 10 and then Eric decided he did a kind of a 180 after he announced he was retiring. All of a sudden he was coming back, which I think was more to do with the sponsor Smithfield than anything. So now you come to a place where how long can you keep Ryan out of the seat? It, you know, before somebody else wants to snag him to drive their car. So Tony wanted Ryan Priest in the 41 because he he felt like Ryan could go win more races. And, of course, um, you know, Gene Haas wanted Cole Custer. Now, Cole's father is basically, if you take out Gene and Tony, Cole's father is the boss over there. So this was a little bit of a dicey situation. Um, But I think moving Cole back to Xfinity, as you say, is going to be good for him. I think he needs confidence. Xfinity does not equal cup. These the cup cars are entirely different. It's a different skill set, different level of competition. And I think this will be good for Cole. And oh, by the way, Almarola is not going to stay long. He's back for a year, maybe two at the most. So I would expect that if Cole succeeds at Xfinity and does what we think he will do, that in a year or two he'll be right back in Cup in the ten car, and that'll be it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, and it's, that's, that's true. That, it, that's so true. I I I think it was. I think this is preferable to say, you know, trying to put him with Rick Ware, which is a quote unquote satellite team with a technical alliance, but the performance is nowhere near close. So. Um, you know, I think I think he's better off going to Xfinity, where, by the way, you take out Ty Gibbs, who's going to cup, Noah Gregson, who's going to cup, and A.J. Allmendinger, who's going to cup, and suddenly you look at Cole Custer's chances in Xfinity and go, I'm not saying this will be a weak field, but you've taken three championship contenders, including the, 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 the 22 champ Ty Gibbs, out of the lineup for next year. Mm-hmm. So... If there was every year Cole could go down and dominate Xfinity, it would be next year. And it also gives them the added benefit of Cole being able to be kind of a mentor and teammate to Riley Herbst, who still has not kind of developed into that that championship contender that I think um, Tony in particular was hoping he would be when they signed him. 
I think this is going to be a year for change at Stuart Haas. Not not necessarily this year, but if you go into 2024, I guess at this yeah. point, um, you know, you have the uncertainty of what's going to happen with Eric Amarola. How long is he going to stay um, in the 10 card? There's an uncertainty regarding Kevin Harvick. How much longer is he going to drive before he I goes into retirement? I believe he'll be gone. Unless um, he has a really oh, good yeah, season, yeah, I think he's gone. Um, if he has another year like this year, he won't be around long. Yeah. Um, and then over in the Xfinity Series side, I mean, how you have to wonder and ask yourself, you know, a sponsorship aside, how long can you let Riley Herbst be in that car without the <laughs> performance being there before you have to change and, and you know put something someone else in that car? As long as the money is coming in. <sighs> yeah, but I don't There's, know. I mean, it, trust I, me I when get I tell it. you, that's why he's there. And I, I don't mean uh, that as a negative toward Riley, but. That's why if the, he's there. If the shoe fits, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you're right, though. I mean, you know, sponsorship obviously does drive a lot, and you know, yes, the car can probably go for, you know, three or four more seasons with the sponsorship money alone, and it doesn't matter. But look, at some let's, point, let's 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 give Riley a little credit. He did improve this year. Right, he, he just did. improved. He I'd say he improved less than I was hoping he would. I thought he would contend for wins this year, and he really didn't. You know, he's still basically a fifth to tenth place car. And, I, and I'm waiting to see him get up there and really start fighting for wins, and I just haven't seen it. So next year would be the year, because like I said, you've taken three of the top contenders out of the mm-hmm. field. Um, and so this would be the year for Riley to step up. This will be his third year in the car. He had a year in the 18 car for JGR before that. So this is four years in Xfinity. If you're not running for wins at the end of next year, it isn't the equipment, especially if Cole Custer is winning. Right, exactly, and I, I think that's kind of where they're, what they're, what they're using as a measuring stick is okay. Cole is exactly. going to come back to a to a series then in which he was one of three drivers who completely just shattered the field, what three years ago now, yeah. and him and and Christopher Bell and Chase Briscoe won all but like two races that year. Yep. Um, and, and you know they that's why they were labeled the big three. So he's going back to a series where obviously he can run up front, he can win races, he he's probably the early championship contender. Um, you know, when you look at, like you said, all of these guys that are now going on to the Cup Series, like Noah Gregson and Ty Gibbs, and I mean, his stiffest competition, I feel like at this point, is probably Justin Allgaier, maybe? I mean, you know, Josh well, Berry. Yeah, I mean, yeah I mean, the, you got, all the junior cars, yeah, Sam the, the junior guys. Up. You, um, got the, you got Colling. Yeah, and who knows what Brandon Jones is going to do when he gets in, into the junior car. So, Good. I mean, there, there's going to, <laughs> right, I mean, there's going to be contenders, obviously, um, but when you are a guy like Cole Custer and you're coming into a series that you know and you're expected to be up front and dominate, then like you, I, I hope that it makes Riley better in terms of right. you know yes. just be, being able to catch up and exactly. and just be there at the end because he's basically to me the the best of the rest. If you take the top ten guys that finish up front every week and and take them out of the field, then Riley's probably the, the best of the rest of those guys. He did make the, the, the playoff field, but by but barely. Exactly. Um, and it wasn't by winning a race. It was just by finishing races, so basically. I mean, because everybody else pretty much wrecked themselves and, 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 you know, got wrecked out of the race. So um, who knows? But then again, you also have, you know, an, another year of, you know, all these other big teams coming up um, that, that were just starting to get their feet wet last year. So I, I think the Xfinity field going into 2023 is going to be way more competitive than it was this year uh, because you just don't know. I mean, you know, with Ty being gone and Noah being gone and, you know, uh, all these all, all of these other contenders now moving up to the Cup Series, that's a level playing field for everybody else to step up. Well, I mean, if you take Ty, Noah, and AJ out, that's, what, that's half the races. Pretty much, yeah. One. 
Yeah. They, you know, that's that's uh, so, you know, it's uh, going to be interesting. Back with more in a moment. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. My name's Eric Jones, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Another guy I expect to have a breakout year um, next year in the Cup Series. We'll, we'll talk about Cup Series here in a little bit. I want to stick with Xfinity for a little bit because we were talking about, um, you know, going into 2023 and, and some of the uncertainties uh, going on. Hendrick Motorsports is going to field a part-time Xfinity Series ride next year. I'm assuming it's probably just going to be, you know, Cup drivers. Uh, moonlighting pretty much like it has been uh, this year with Larson yeah. running some races and Byron running some races and probably Chase too. Um, but it looks like they're at least thinking about the possibility of putting the Xfinity Series program back together at HMS, even if it's just for you know random odd races here and there. Well, yeah, I mean they had it this they had it this year, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and so next year really is just 
a continuation of what we what we did last year. They'll probably run some more races, I would imagine. Um, but there's but but Hendrick too has this whole other project going on. This this NASCAR fifty six project that's going on for Lamar for twenty three um, is being built by Hendrick Motorsports, and it's been tested a couple of times now. And boy, the results have been spectacular and they're still not even in full race trim yet. Um, so Hendrick Motorsports is really getting busy in the world of motorsports going even beyond cup. And I think the Xfinity program is just kind of a natural extension of that. I'm not a big fan, as you know, of cup drivers moonlighting in Xfinity, but, um, but it, it, you know, it, it's, uh, I think Hendrick has the demand to do it and so they're they're just trying to give some of their guys a little more experience and it wouldn't surprise me at some point to see a development driver there although junior motorsports has always kind of been that arm so this is a little bit of a of a head scratcher to me that hendrick would be fielding cars in xfinity you know that, that are running against junior motorsports but you know, if if those guys want to run some Xfinity races, then certainly Rick's going to do what he can to make it happen for him. So I think they'll they'll basically be rotator cars. Chevrolet is happy that they get another sure. another yeah, top sure. quality car yep. in their lineup. Um, but speaking of Junior Motorsports, they uh, you know it's tough. I'm I'm sure for Junior to to go into the off season knowing that he had three out of his four drivers with a chance to win the championship and none of them succeeded at it. Um, and instead, you know, it was Ty Gibbs that, that took the, the checkered flag. And, and I'm sure that Junior took it hard. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, missing out on, on all of the, the pay that comes with winning the championship and having all three of your or three of your four drivers finish second, third and fourth in the standings. So what's a guy to do when that happens? Well, you change your entire crew chief lineup. Well, not all of your crew chief <laughs> lineup, but you change the vast majority um, of your crew chief lineup. So he's going to keep. Um, the nine and eight cars with their crew chiefs, respectively, which is probably a good thing because obviously Josh Berry and and uh, Justin Allgaier are well two of the actually the nine crew chief is different because um, gosh who was crew chiefing Noah went with him to cut oh that's true over that the GMS true. that's true that's what started the the whole chain of events yeah, that that is true yeah. I forgot about that well Jason Burnett is going to be the crew chief on the nine and Taylor Moyer on the eight yeah. Um, and Jim Pullman's going to be the seven crew chief, and Marty Lindley is going to be on the one car. So um, that's how the, the crew chief lineups will, will go, and they're all very successful um, crew chiefs throughout the, the course of their tenure. So having those guys over there, I feel like, especially working with the young kids, not so much Justin Allgaier, but working with Josh Berry, who's not young but still relatively new to, to the Xfinity Series world, um, and then Sam Mayer and, and Brandon Jones is, is, is going to make those kids better in the long run, too. Yeah, Marty Lindley is very, very good with younger drivers, having worked in mm-hmm. K&N East and ARCA levels, and I think even with Joe Gibbs for a bit, I'm not sure if it was Ty at that point, but, um, but Marty is definitely uh, skilled at that. So I think that's going to help Sam Mayer a lot because Sam... Sam has a ton of talent and he nobody wants it more in the garage than Sam. But Sam's just got to there's there's a lot of racecraft Sam's got to learn because Sam's used to to being in the absolute best equipment in every series and the thing was coming up to Xfinity he was always kind of way better than everybody else or most everybody else. When you get to Xfinity, yeah, he's still in junior motorsports equipment, but the Xfinity series there's there's 12, 15 good cars, right? So it's a whole different thing. Um, so Sam has got to Sam's got to learn how to manage a race better, and I think Marty will definitely help him with that. 
the other crew chiefs are all great in their own respect. So they'll, they'll that I think Junior has definitely done nothing but uh, increase his odds of winning a title next year with one of those guys. Well, I, I think the interesting thing to look at here is the fact that the it's not that Junior just went and just grabbed random crew chiefs and brought them over to the Xfinity Series side. No. These guys have, have actually have history with the drivers that they're going to be yes. uh, crew chiefing. Yes. So with Marty Lindley, he was actually Sam Mayer's crew chief when Sam won the the Canaan uh, championship and the Arca championship. He was yeah. his crew chief for that. That's what I was um, saying. And Jim Pullman was crew chiefing for Justin Allgaier when Allgaier won his championship in, uh, I think it was Canaan or, or, or Arca or one of the okay. lower series. Um, so it's not like he just went out and pulled random guys. I mean, he these guys all have history with each other. And if you think about when Sam was in Canaan and when he was in Arca, how great and dominant he was that year before Ty Gibbs and, and you know, those guys but came again, along. Back then, if you think about who he was racing with, That's true. it was especially in KN, it was Sam Mayer versus Chase Cabry yeah. in the Rev Racing car. And, and those two had, you know, pretty much a UFC feud uh, <laughs> going on there most of the year. Sure. Sam, Sam walled Chase a few times. But. But it, um, yeah, it was easy for Sam to dominate because the again the equipment was so much. When you get to Xfinity, everybody's as good as you, and most people are more experienced. So mm-hmm. it it isn't Sam is going to be a champion, um, but Sam's got to work up to that. So having Marty back with him will provide some measure of comfort and will will definitely help him. Um, and and uh, I think take him to the to the next level. Well, there's definitely more stories when it comes to crew chief driver combinations because you obviously you know you got to have a really good crew chief that you trust to right. make the right decisions on the yep. racetrack. And sometimes those stories get kind of you know watered down or not talked about as much because it's always about the driver winning. It's like yeah, but you know who was this crew chief at the right. time? Or you know the crew chief doesn't always get a lot of the credit. And and on the other side of that, the spotters also don't get. A whole lot of credit when it comes to to you know spotting for their drivers and Josh Berry's going to have uh, one of the best spotters in the entire garage area spotting for him next year because T.J. Majors is going to be his spotter okay uh, next year so um, Josh is going to kind of get a little bit of a, a reset with crew chief and spotter and, and everything else but all the tools are there now for Junior Motorsports to be head and shoulders above the rest of the field. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think next year could be the year for Junior to to go out and win an, another championship. Well, I think Josh won over the weekend too. He got I think he got his hundredth yes. career win with yep. Junior Motorsports. So um, he may not have won the championship, but he just keeps winning races for Junior. So, well, so yeah, and that was uh, uh, for those who don't know, that was a late model stock race, and it was a big one. Um, and you know, again, Josh, that's what Josh does. Josh wins when he's in the late model. He wins and. You know, him going to the Xfinity series, he may be new to it, but he's 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 as good as anybody in that series right now. Um, and I think this last stretch of the year, he was better than most. Um, you know, he he unfortunately didn't have a good run at Phoenix, but um man, Josh, Josh is definitely capable of winning a championship. Um and it's fun because he actually this weekend was um crew chief by one of his fellow competitors. Um, or not Crucci, but um, spotted by one of his fellow competitors who Corey Heim usually races for uh, when he runs late models. And so it was kind of fun to see um, two competitors come together and have some fun in a different way um, for a race and, and certainly didn't hurt Josh's chances. So the other top story, we talked about uh, you know new drivers in new places in uh, 2023 
over in the cup side. We we talked about Ty uh, being officially named to the to uh, driving the eighteen, but it won't be the eighteen. It'll be the fifty four. Yep. Um, but that's the other uh, news story. Not that it was like breaking news. We all knew it was going to happen. Just a matter of when the announcement was going to be made. But I think the the controversy surrounding this announcement, Tom, was more of not. The fact that Ty was going to be in the 18 car, but the fact that they just completely renumbered the 18 car and gave him the 54 from the Xfinity series, and everybody had a whole conniption fit over that. Yeah, I mean, and again, I think this is temporary. Again, people have to learn to sort of, I look at everything as a draft board. Right. So, so I'm looking at a spreadsheet. So here's what I'm seeing. Okay, Ty wants the 54 because that's Ty's number. Ty built that brand in Xfinity. So you give Ty the 54, you park the 18 long enough for Martin Truex to retire, and then guess what happens? You bring the 18 back, drop the 19, and now you have the the, the two original numbers from JGR, which is 18 and 20, and then the 11 with Hamlin, and then you have the 54. So the 18, if Joe wanted it to be, the 18 could be gone literally for one, maybe two seasons. I think Truex will retire after this year, but... um, you know, but but you and then you just bring it back. The 19 was the last number in to the Gibbs stable, and so that could easily be a swap once Truex retires and and the next new guy that goes in. Now he's in the 18. So um, again, what's in the number is sometimes you got to look. You know, you got to look at more than just oh they killed the number for for Ty. Well, you know, sure they would because that's Ty's brand, right? You know, the number and the brand go together, and Ty built that number and built that brand. And he, he obviously, you know, from a sponsor standpoint, you want to keep that same relationship. It's no different than when Elliot changed to the number nine, because that's what his dad was. That's what Napa wanted. Napa wanted him to be the nine. So instead of 24, you make it the nine, and then and then you you ended up you ended up uh, William Byron wanted to be in the 24 when he came up to cups. So there you go. You know, it's um, people need to sort of think of this in a bigger picture. Sometimes it all work itself out. Yeah. In the end. You just have to be patient, but it's, but it's great that NASCAR fans are passionate about a specific number being tied to a specific sponsor. Yeah. So like the 18 and, and M&M's, the three in Goodwrench, the 24 and DuPont, you know, the, the well, 88 is gone. and Ampton. Well, so yeah, this was exactly. actually a good time to park the 18 right. because they didn't have a lot of sponsorship for it. Right. So the, 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 I'm sure Tile at Monster, you know, for a good deal of his stuff and whatever else. So, you know, that, that just all worked out. The 18 will be back soon. It's only gone for a little while. Relax, people. Relax. Yeah. It'll be okay. All right. So we're going to step aside and uh, take a break. We'll talk to Keegan Brown when we come back uh, here since he's been sitting patiently waiting to talk. And we'll talk to him when we come back. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride. Go fish. Walk in the park. Phone call. Milkshake. Play catch. Picnic. Fly a kite. Tell jokes. Laugh. Talk. Read a story. Tell a story. Bumper car. Swing set. Bowling. Pillow fight. Cut loose. Stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. It's the roll around here. We can't speak until the music ends. <laughs> Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you. Um, in studio guest this week, uh, not NASCAR, uh, not even not even any sort of oval, uh, you know, type of racing. Uh, we're going two wheels this week. Um, Keegan Brown is here uh, from the Moto uh, Moto Moto America Moto America Junior, Junior Cup Junior Division. Cup Division, yes. Um, I promise I'll get that right before the end of the show. I have an hour left uh, to figure it out. <laughs> um, welcome, Keegan. Thank you so much for taking some time out to uh, come and hang out with us, Misfits. Uh, I mean, uh, us host um, this week. Thanks for having me. So I, I started, I was trying to Google search to see if I could find any information on you, and there's none. So I, I take it that either you are a very squeaky clean person or you're very young. Very young. That's yeah, what I I'm thought. only 15. I hate you already. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself, since obviously there's nothing online about you other than, of course, you know, social media. Um, tell me about yourself, where you came from, and, and how you got on two wheels instead of four. Yeah, so uh, I'm from Stokesdale, North Carolina. I race professionally on motorcycles with Moto America, and I, I actually got started when I was six years old. 
Uh, my dad bought me a beater bike to help me in school because I was actually doing pretty bad, and he had the idea to give me a bike, and we could work on it and go through the manual and everything, and it would help me with my uh, school activities and, and actually get me into a hobby and a, and a sport. So talk a little bit about uh, how you actually got started. I mean, you obviously you get a bike, but where where does a six-year-old go, and what is that? Describe what that is. What What is a six-year-old in bike terms? <laughs> so when I was six, we went to this track called VIR, which is Virginia International Raceway, and uh, they have a little kart track there. And uh, pretty much what we would do was we'd get off, uh, we'd get our little bike off the back of our truck and just go have fun. And my dad would coach me a little bit, and we'd just enjoy the track. And the VIR is a very beautiful place, so we'd, it's pretty much just go hang out and have fun. We we need a camera in here just so we can see <laughs> moving back and forth. Well, yeah, trying to get them to just get closer to the mic. Um, so so talk a little bit about the early days for you. What was it like? Uh, well, the early days were, were were a struggle, but we had a lot of fun. Uh, it was just me and my dad. That was it. That was that was our team, uh, and we had some beat up bikes. We went and we did what we could, and I, and I put up some good, I put in some good effort and some good laps, and I, I managed to get in front of the right people, and it's taken me this far, and I've, I've managed to have some really cool experiences. So it's, it's kind of cool to see the progress that a lot of these divisions have made over the last 15 years or so of, of creating these, these series and these divisions for young racers to get involved in so that they can take the next steps to get up to, you know, Moto America and, and the bigger, the, the bigger touring divisions and series. Um, so for you, I guess, how did you go? I guess you've been around motorcycles your whole life. I guess that would be the, the, the straight answer, but. Um, most kids your age want to get into, you know, NASCAR, F1, IndyCar, you know, sprint cars, dirt racing. Why did you, how did you decide on, I, I want to do motorbike racing instead of all the other forms of racing out there? Well, my dad has actually ridden motorcycles and dirt bikes his, his whole life too. So I grew up watching, watching movies and, and even some races on TV. So I always knew about it. Uh, but I guess, you know, since my dad rode and my mom rode and my sister rode, everybody pretty much rode, even my grandpa. Uh, it was just, you know, that's what I was going to do next. And my dad got me a bike and I loved it. I was pretty good at it. So, yeah, now we're here. <laughs> Did you ever play any other sports? Yeah, when I was little, I played a little bit of soccer and some t-ball, but uh, it's not for me. <laughs> so I, I actually, I run track now. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, because you're still in the school. You're yeah, what a sophomore. Sophomore year. Okay, so you got a couple more years. Well, so running track obviously helps you stay in shape. Oh yeah, and gives you even a little more competitive kind of environment, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. track and track and uh, track is pretty much like the only thing that's close enough to racing that you can say. Like, you know, when they say, can you beat this time? You're like, challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> so you can go out there and, and run just as fast as, you know, try to beat your own lap times or, you know, distance times or whatever. So it's about the, the only equivalent. But it's also um, probably the, the closest thing to getting the, the full workout that you would normally get in training for races is because, you know, high school sports these days, you know, football is so, so becomes so watered down because they don't want injuries. Baseballs yeah. come so watered down; they don't want injuries. So, there really isn't um, an avenue for a true athlete in high school sports to get into, you know, college or professional leagues because 
everything is so watered down. So running running track is probably about the closest thing you can get to to getting as close as you can. I hope some some school somewhere starts a you know auto racing program at some point. That would be really cool. Yeah, I want to awesome. go back to race. I I want to go back to high school for that. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, um, but I I think I just think it's cool that that there's you know that's you can find a sport that's going to give you the the exercise and you know the the stamina that you need to, in order to to train for uh for those uh moto races that's awesome yeah we were actually talking about it earlier and it, it was really difficult to find any kind of workout or sport that worked mm-hmm. out the muscles that we use when we ride uh and i mean track does a great job with my cardio and and helping me with long races but i still i have to do some some really weird workouts and a lot of the time the best practice we can get is just to go out and actually race and ride. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you'll just catch me putt-putting around and putting in laps and, and just going out and, and learning. Well, it's probably easier, too, whenever you're just putt-putting around, you know, as you say, like out at VIR or wherever, you know, just getting in test runs because then you don't have the pressure of practice and, you know, qualifying and racing. Yeah. And then you, you go out there and you can – you can hit your marks and you can find things on the racetrack to go, okay, if I, you know, when I get to this tree, I got to start breaking. And, you know, it's all the finesse of having to figure all this stuff out because you guys don't run ovals. Obviously you run road courses all the time. So you got to figure out how to, how to get those marks and make those marks. So doing it without the stress of having it be a race weekend probably helps you out a whole lot of, of being able to, to find those, those things that help you, you know, figure out your breaking points and stuff. Oh yeah. I, I I laugh at your analogy, Randy. You, you get to the big red tree and break. Now, okay, is is that like well, is, is that like a southern thing? You go over yonder to the big red tree and then you hit your brakes. I is mean, that kind of how that works. Usually, when we when we do directions in the south, it's once you go with the railroad tracks. But I kind of yeah. feel like that's not safe. <laughs> yeah. And if there's railroad tracks on the road on a road course, we really need to talk. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that's safe either. But yes, that's those are my that's my directions. When you get to the big red tree, you break. You and break. Then you turn left. There you go. Turn left. If you go past the tree, you've gone too far. You got to reverse and go back. So talk about for for those who don't know what Moto America is. Okay, this isn't this isn't flat flat track bike where you're banging your knee off the ground basically, <laughs> and it also isn't supercross. So so what is it? So Moto America is the top level of road racing for motorcycles in the U.S. Uh, and so these are street bikes. So these are the bikes you can go and buy off the showroom floor pretty much. Obviously, they're, they're built to race. But, yeah, this is the top level when it comes to anything motorcycle in the U.S. They do a phenomenal job. They do, yeah, they shows. do a great job. And they, they've come a very long way. They started – I've believe in 2015 yeah i think it's 14 or 15 and then man they, they have grown a ton it used to be very small and so to watch them grow since i was a kid it's been insane since i was a kid he's 15 randy <laughs> it was like yesterday yeah, yeah he talks about like you know back when i started and then you know how much more technology has evolved which i'm sure is true but it's just funny because he, he was you know it's not like he's been a not been a kid yet. Um, you also do some coaching. What's that like to coach other racers? I love coaching. I think coaching is one of the biggest parts of why I like racing. Uh, my dad coached me. He's coached other kids. I love coaching kids. I love passing along what I've learned. I think w- one of my main goals is to get my name out in racing and then start a program to help kids like me because I've had a really rough time financially and, and just it's it's tough to know what all you need when it comes to road racing because only three percent of the the u.s i believe rides motorcycles 
So even less. I mean, than how, that, how, say that again. Three percent. Three percent. Wow. I could be wrong. We. I know. I, I've said that in past interviews. Uh, we used to have the numbers, but I believe it's still three percent. Wow. I would think it'd be way more than that, Randy. I mean, that I, does that, that does sort of make sense because you don't you don't see motorcycles on yeah. the road anymore. See, I, mean, I, I saw see bunches of them go, uh, both going to and coming back well, from Well, that was two of the three percent right there. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saw most of them. Uh, so it, what's interesting it's to amazing. me is, like, so you, you coach, you coach I, I'm assuming, younger kids because I feel like if it was somebody older than me <laughs> and a 15-year-old was trying to tell me how to ride a bike, I would probably tell him something I can't say on the air because this is a family show. <laughs> um, but um, but, it, but it's still cool. I mean, to be able to be only be 15 and give back to kids that are wanting to be where you are right now um, and maybe someday succeed you is going to be a proud moment for you 15 years from now when, you know, you're 30 and the 15-year-old, you know, or 20-year-old yeah. kid under you is now, you know, you're racing against them in Moto America would be a really cool thing, I think. Yeah, that actually happened. I, I taught a kid when I was a little bit younger named Nathan Gauker, and he, man. He has Did you teach him so too fast. good? I taught him too good. <laughs> and he, he actually, I, I sold him my old Ovali, and he can beat me on it now. Wow. I mean, just, just flat out beat me. So, well, that's, you should at least get a testimonial then yep. about the quality of your coaching, right? Um, but you see, you're supposed to teach them everything they know, but not everything you know. Right. That's the idea when you're, when you're coaching a competitor. Um, but that's A little cool. too late for that now. Yeah, too late, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's great, though, because you've you've actually and look, that may be another way to 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 help you kind of uh, yeah. get your name out in the sport, too, is by lending yourself out as a coach. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I'm always up for coaching right now. I haven't been doing much of it just because we're so focused on the professional season. But yeah, man, I I always got a kick out of it when I was younger. And I think if there's an opportunity, if anybody needs or wants to even get involved in motorcycles, because that, that's part of it. I'll totally teach someone how to ride. I've done it. Now, is there a sim for motorcycles like there is iRacing? For there, there are a few new things that are, I guess, kind of like simulators. But as far as I know, we don't really have anything. I think okay. MotoGP has an eSports program. Oh. I think that's, I guess, the biggest sim sort of thing I would say. Haven't you ever been to Dave and Buster's? Haven't you ever seen that, the the motor the motorcycle ride the motorcycle arcade that, game that they have there? That's kind of what it's like. I think the new Sims are literally it's just a a bike that's strapped down into this rig, and you have a screen that projects oh. all your okay. things. You don't even have to start the machine. You can just sway back and forth yeah, yeah. on the bike. People can throw things at you, and you can just dodge back and forth. I'd probably still fall off. <laughs> Kill, hurt fall myself. Fall off a stationary it's bike. Like, it's like riding the mechanical bull at Jilly's. You know, I'd probably still fall off. Oh, um, Lord. It doesn't have to be real. I just don't I, have any balance. I mean, oh, I... I I'm blind in one eye and can't see out of the other. So, I mean, what does that, what does it tell you? And I'm, I'm half your age and twice his age, and I still can't win no matter what I do. No, but. I try. I'm, well, I, but I'm, I'm telling truth there. I tried to ride a mini bike when I was little. Now, I, you give me a four-wheeler, I'm gone. I mean, I ATV, whatever. I love those Because it's balanced. Yeah. I mean, it's like I would never even try. My brother has ridden motorcycles for years. I wouldn't even try it. I, I keep joking with him. I'm going to get one of those Can-Am spider things that they call them trikes. Oh, it's yeah. like it's, yeah. it's oh, basically yeah. a tricycle for yeah. motorcycles. It's like I, you know, man. Other than that, I'll kill myself. I yeah. can't do that. Well, that's what they they ask me. You know, are you ever going to ride a, ride a motorcycle? I'm like, no. And they're like, why? I said, because I'm afraid of the ground. 
I'm like, well, wait a minute, no, you're on the ground. I'm like, no, I'm afraid of hitting the ground. That's like, exactly right. I'm not afraid of walking on it, but when I when I know it's coming at 200 miles an hour, 100 and something, I, I don't, I can't do that. I just, no, I don't want to fear my life. I just don't have that. that. I couldn't ice skate, couldn't roller skate. I, I can't. I cry when I get a scratch on my finger. I can imagine the road rash I would get because I'm a buck fifty soaking wet. <laughs> yeah, They'd probably exactly. be scraping my skeleton off the ground. Um, nonetheless, uh, we'll talk to Keegan more about uh, uh, the Junior Cup and where his future plans might be, and we'll play a little get-to-know-him game a little bit uh, later on in the show, too, because those are always fun. Um, right now, we're going to step aside, and uh, we'll come back and pay some bills and talk more NASCAR and F1 and uh, have the second hour of our show when we come back on the Inside Pass. Stick with us. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm Matt Benedetto, the brutally honest NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you. Uh, Keegan Brown is sitting in with us. Uh, we'll talk more about uh, the Junior Cup uh, in just a little bit. Um, Tom posted something on uh, LinkedIn earlier today that, that kind of got me interested in something that I wanted to talk about. Nothing to do with racing, so if you don't want to hear about racing for the next you know two minutes or so, turn your volume up. Um, but anyway, he posted a, sort of a... Uh, I guess retorium about how people put up their Christmas lights too, or people not people who put their Christmas lights up before the holidays actually begin. And I did it this year. I normally do it Thanksgiving Day, um, like at, well, after the parade's over and we eat. I go outside, put the Christmas lights up. But this year I decided to do it a little bit earlier because I'll have a newborn in the house when Christmas is coming, and I know we're not going to take the lights down until March. Um, so I, I decided to put them up a little bit early this year, and people in my neighborhood were like, you put your Christmas lights up too early. I'm like, you're lucky I didn't put them up in February, so shut up. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I, I agree with you, Tom, that if it's if it strikes, if it gives you joy and it, it brightens everybody's day, then put your stupid Christmas lights up. Well, And, put, and turn your Christmas music up full blast. Well, Let's go for yeah, it. Yeah, that's kind of like I look around the, you know, the neighborhood that I live in when all the lights are up. People are out, kind of hanging yeah. out, looking at each other's Christmas lights, talking to each other. You know, like everybody, Christmas is the one time of year where it seems like everybody's kind of happy and kind of into the season. And there's a there's a just a different vibe. And it's like, why don't we just leave them up all year? And, you know, like I'm not I don't know that I would listen to Sleigh Ride all year round, but I, I listen to some of the more traditional sort of, um, you know, Christmas carols, the more um, the the religious ones, Christian ones. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think I think people get too weirded out about when when I was growing up, we would start at we'd have all of our Christmas decorations up by Thanksgiving and we would light every one of them Thanksgiving night, except the tree. The tree was not up. We used to use the Army Navy game as our deal to put up the <laughs> tree. Yeah, idea. early December, and then yeah. they moved it back a week later, so we couldn't do it. But yeah, it was always first week in December. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what happened in my neighborhood after I put my lights up? Everybody, Everybody else, else did. put theirs up. See, so there you go. Shut up. All right, we're gonna take a step aside, take a break. More inside pass right after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. 
They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Michael Annette. If you're not making it work on the outside, make sure you listen to the inside pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Hey, are you in business for yourself? Or are you in a position with a business where you are working on cold calls and looking for new connections, trying to build your network? Well, here's the deal. I've got something to tell you about, and it's called Connected. If you're on LinkedIn, this is the absolute best database for B2B leads and connected is the best tool to turn them into potential customers. I can verify that because I use the product and it's worked very well for me. Basically connected and it's spelled K-E-N-N-E-C-T-E-D converts cold LinkedIn connections into paying clients. What you do is you go to LinkedIn And if you would have a need, for example, to search directors of marketing in Texas, you can just go into LinkedIn's search bar and do what's called a Boolean search, which is just what I said. Directors of marketing in Texas, put in quotes, hit the button, and it will bring up a whole long list. You can then export that from LinkedIn into the connected software and instantly now you have all of those connections to build a sales funnel and use it to get them to fill up your calendar. So it has worked well for me and I am suggesting it to you because I truly believe in it. And here's the best part. It's only 89 bucks a month. It is the cheapest and the best at the same time. Getconnected.com is the website and If you would like their coaching plan, they have a great concierge plan where they will basically walk you through setting it all up and help you along the way with a lot of coaching and a lot of advice and help. Um, It is a $1,500 package. They will cut it in half if you mention Steering Wheel Nation. Here's all you do. 
Go to getconnected.com slash steeringwheelnation. It's 89 bucks a month. If you want the concierge package, it's an extra one-time charge, $750 for life. That's it. Nothing more. If you're in business, you need this tool if you're trying to work with sales funnels and network with leads. Getconnected.com slash steeringwheelnation. It will be a great tool. Back with more. A performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass, hour number two of our show. Um, we do have a 
couple of guest announcements that we'll save till the end of the show um, because it's going to round out the rest of our 2022 season, which is really nice. Cool. Um, but anyway, uh, we still have a lot more to talk about uh, here today. I, I want to switch gears for a second and talk about F1. I was while you were doing your spot, I was trying to read um, what was going on at F1 with Red Bull, and I can't figure <laughs> it out. So maybe you can shed some light for me because I really don't. It gave me a headache trying to figure it all out. Well. I, I don't know if I can explain it in great detail. Well, neither did Google, so you, you would well, be a head and shoulders about so that. So what, what basically has happened is that there's been a bit of a flap over the last uh, couple of weeks between the two Red Bull drivers, Sergio Perez and, um, and, and Max Verstappen, and it came down to basically a deal where um, Max let the cat out of the bag... I don't know that I don't know if he intended to. I think it was one of those you're talking about something and it just kind of came out, but that um, his teammate had actually crashed on purpose um, back in an earlier race in order to affect a positive outcome. And so when it came upon a race, I think it was the race, not this last race, but I think it was a race before. Um, where they wanted Max to basically help his teammate. Max Max still went for the win. And and that's kind of... So it became sort of this, well, Max is selfish. Well, no, Max is trying to win a race. <laughs> you know, well, he's already won the championship. You should have... Well, no. When, when do team orders come into play here? Like, why do we do this stuff? Um, so it... There's been this back and forth between the two camps and, you know, Verstappen's gotten to this, to that, whatever. Um, and then they just kind of had a little milk and cookies meeting with the team managers and, you know, basically got over it. So, you know, they're, they're, it's, 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 it's good now. Milk and cookies solves everything, though. Yeah. Well, it's probably tea and crumpets over there or something. Well, probably. But yeah. I don't know. But yeah. they, they had a little, you know, come to daddy meeting and, and basically told them, you know, look, guys, we got to work this out because you guys got to be teammates. Um, and so not only that, but then Red Bull actually grew by a driver because they signed Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I saw that. That was huge. Well, then Mercedes said, hold my beverage, went and signed Michael Schumacher, or not Michael Schumacher, Mick Schumacher. So now you got Schumacher over there just waiting for an opportunity with Mercedes. He's going to be a reserve driver over there. And you got um, Daniel Ricardo, who's going to be, you know, so if, if there was any thought about Perez, um, you know, getting too far out of line, yeah, I don't think Red Bull's going to add a third team. In fact, I don't think they can. But, but uh, I could certainly see Daniel Ricciardo replacing Perez at some point. If, if you know, uh, so it's it's that's a that was a some really interesting driver maneuvering over the last couple of weeks in F one, and I think it sets up some scenarios for down the road that we need to keep our eye on. This is this is the exact situation that reminds me of why I love watching F one. But then when we start talking about everything behind the scenes, like once the cars leave the racetrack, I don't want to care. I don't. I don't want to know anymore. Like because it's <laughs> it gives me a headache, and I really can't deal with all the rules, the rules and regulations in F one, and the you know well you didn't help me win, and you should have helped me lead the race, and yeah. you shouldn't pull out on pit road before me. Like shut up. It's like we're talking to a bunch of two year olds playing Hot Wheels. Well, like, it is kind of that, and it is a manufacturer series, so you get a lot of this back and forth, and yard. you know, driver egos. And of course, this is what the fans love, right? We 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 have this Netflix deal, 
and um, drive to survive. And, and, and it's, this is why, I mean, there is a million dollar VIP ticket package for Vegas. One million dollars. Now it includes six people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> includes six people. So it's basically like 160 something a person, thousand a person. But still, I mean, but so this is why F1 has gotten so popular here. Everybody's into the drama oh, instead yeah. of the racing. Yeah. And the racing is great. It doesn't need all the drama, but we're getting the drama anyhow. Well, I think that's what sort of worries me about NASCAR because they have the race to the championship series now on, on USA, which is a great series, by the way. If you if you haven't watched it, I'm yeah, still on. It's okay. I've got like six episodes left of, of the of the season to watch, but it's it's a really good like mix of behind the scenes footage versus like strategy on race day. Like, it, it doesn't go too deeply into, you know, a lot of the stuff that Drive to Survive and, and those yeah, series Yeah, I think do. it's a little less drama. Right, and, and I feel like that's what it needs to be. Because yeah. if, you, if, you're, if you're manufacturing drama in order to, to get ratings or to get people to come to your million-dollar races or whatever, I, that's, that's fake marketing. Correct. Because you want to market the product based on what's on the racetrack. And if you do all the drama stuff, you're taking away from what actually is going on in F1, which if people actually sat and watched the races for a change, they probably would be surprised at how great the races are because we're in year number two of some really good races in F1. Well, and it's only going to get better. I mean, the talent coming up from, you know, F3, F2 is just incredible. I mean, and even this year we're going to, you know, we're going to see some really, really uh, stout new new drivers in F1, including Logan Sargent from, you know, an American driver in F1 with Williams. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So all of you uh, American uh, Americans who watch F1 on a regular basis have somebody to cheer for. Yes. Uh, and now, Logan's the real deal. So um, hopefully Williams treats him well and gives him good equipment because he'll he'll go to the front if he if he's got it. Where did uh, where did Logan come from? Um was he in like F two or F3? yeah? Oh yeah, okay. he went up through the through the you know F four, F three, F two. Yeah, up okay. through the the road, so to speak, or the pathway. And um, you know, it was a big surprise that he actually got the seat. But you know, Williams did themselves a real favor, I think, with him because he's definitely got the ability to do it. Well, I think that's what that's what F one needs. Yes, um, is because we have all of these international drivers. You know, and everybody knows Lewis Hamilton. He's a household name. Everybody pretty much knows Max Verstappen at this point. You know, Schumacher, and you know, going back into the you know eighties and you know nineties and the early two thousands. But then, since the resurgence of F one a couple of years ago, even before Drive to Survive came out. Um, you know, we, we didn't really have that presence. So there was a lot of talk of Colton Herta, you know, yeah. and him going to F1. And uh, I guess there's still a possibility of that happening um, down the road. But Americans didn't really have a reason to, to watch because there was no American drivers in the field. But now um, having him, I think, is it can't hurt, no. you know, at all, because I feel like F1's become popular, more popular across the entire world. Um, now that it has been, we're adding the race at, at Vegas uh, next year. There's talk that they actually want to do New York too at some point um, down the road. They, they you know, they, they they're pushing having four races in the United States. I feel like there's room, um, but there are other markets that I feel like we should, you know, try to explore first. I, I guess more so than adding I think more NASCAR races is pushing New York more than F1. F1 is uh, F1 just kind of wants to add more races, but I think they're going to find out pretty quick, um, especially if you know. <laughs> 
if we go into a recession next year, I think they're going to find out real quick that some of this may be one and done because people aren't going to be able to afford. This is F1 is a very elite sport. It is. And it and that's why the prices are what they are. The, the crowd they look for is the very top, you know. So it'll be interesting to see if it sustains three races past a year or two. Well, I mean, I think if you look at the schedule, they're spread out far enough and they're in different regions of the United States where there's there's an opportunity for everyone to see it if they really want to go yeah, to it. Yeah, if they're I mean, only going to one race. Obviously, you know, Miami and Las Vegas are the two pristine events on the United States calendar, but then you have Coda in the middle. And there's nothing, there's nothing pristine about Austin, Texas. I'm sorry, uh, I'm I'm from Texas. I can say that. Yeah, but um, it's, but but it's the most accessible, right? It, and it is. It's very true. Um, it, it, but it, and it's also one of the most uh, you know finessed tracks there is in the entire world, um, which I think is what makes and, and what draws F1 and even NASCAR to an extent to that facility yeah. is because it's such a nice facility. Um, but when you go to Coda, you're not talking about million dollar tickets and you know, CEOs and. You know, Learjet's par- parking on the on the front stretch and things like that because it's it's not that's not the type of race it is. But then you talk about Las Vegas and Miami and you know uh, those are the the marquee events that, that uh, F one's targeting and, and those are going to be as as you call it the the shows. Yeah, the elites. Yeah, that's all about celebrities and all of that. That's right. what they want. That yeah. have to do anything to do with the race. It's more about the right. the celebrity you know status around who's going to show up and exactly walk the red carpet and you know all that kind of stuff so um not really my cup of tea but i I wish them well and from what i've seen of what they're planning on doing in vegas it seems like a really cool idea um to to i think it's gonna look great on tv oh yeah absolutely it'll be really really cool all right we're gonna step aside here and uh, take a break we'll have uh, more news and more with keegan as well uh, when we come back with the second hour of our show rolls right on right after this Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. 
Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hey, this is Jeff Burton, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you. Keegan Brown still hanging out with us. We're going to talk more about uh, the, the Junior Cup uh, in Moto America here in, uh, in just a little bit. Um, we have three shows left. Well, I guess two and a half now or two and a quarter. <laughs> Um, left now because we're recording this one live but two more weeks of shows in, in december before we take our holiday break um and, and so the final show of the year in years past we we haven't really done anything but then before we did the show in syndication i always did and it's 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 kind of a joke to me now but we used to do our own little award show we called them the tipsies because tip <laughs> is the inside pass basically sports year in awards but um and it was it was kind of a cool play on on it and so it was basically like superlatives like we would pick you know who who the best driver was and who the most improved driver was and so um I, we're going to do it in 2 weeks cuz i think it'd be fun um to kind of do it um so you guys can look forward to that and we will have a, a guest on the phone um, in the way of Buddy Kofoid. Uh, so our, nice. our USAC champion, uh, national champion for 2022, is gonna is gonna call in and, uh, and join us for a little bit. So uh, we're looking forward to having Buddy on um, next week. I can't talk about it yet because we don't have uh, that person booked, but um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, they're a champion if we get them on on the show. But um, nice, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, uh, let's talk, talk. Speaking of champions, um, I, we were going to do this last week, and then we got off track uh, because a certain somebody who drives sprint cars decided that he was going to steal the show um, and talk about everything <laughs> but sprint cars. Yeah, Brandon. Angst um, hey, Brandon, how are you? Because I know yeah. you're listening right now. Um, but uh, I was going to kind of break down the, the four drivers that, that made the the final four in the playoffs. We, we sort of talked about uh, about Ross Chastain, the fact that. Uh, you know how impressive of a run they had uh, over at, at Trackhouse this year because for a second-year team to come out of the box and to have Ross Chastain almost win the championship or come w- within one spot of winning the championship is very impressive and, and kind of sort of begs the question of where we think they're going to go next year because really, I mean, you would think a, a team that would want to progress as the years go by, but in the second year out, they've done almost everything but win the championship. And they're going to have another year of of the the, the camaraderie between you know Ross Chastain um, and um, and Daniel Suarez, who by the way is newly engaged. So congratulations to Daniel as well. Um, so I just think it's a really cool concept, and, and I'm I'm really kind of anxious to see where this team goes in 2023 because now as we hit get to Daytona in February, there's going to be a lot of expectations behind that team because we know and saw what they did last year. Yeah, I mean, I think um, you, you have to look at this again in the bigger picture. I think they're going to be as strong as they were. If you look at the trajectory of their season, they were really strong out of the box in the spring. 
And then as the summer got on, they they sort of leveled off. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't get bad. They just leveled off, and everybody else rose up. So, and then of course in the playoffs, we all we got to keep in mind here. Ross made the final four because of one moment of just throwing all common sense and reality out the window at Martinsville, right? And doing that video game move. Otherwise, he's not in the final four. And so um, I think that they are an elite team and I think they'll continue to be an elite team. I would watch the development of the 91 car because that's the car that that Justin Marks wants to use to put put international drivers in. I think you're going to see more of that next year. Um, I think they'll be just fine. But also, like I said, all the other teams have had a whole season too. So I think the expectation should be that they should improve, basically race themselves, try to have a better year than they had this year, and then see where that stacks up. Because, um, you know, you can't, I mean, I don't think it's realistic to say that they're going to be one of the top two or three teams, but I certainly think that uh, they have the chance to still contend for championships for years to come. I mean, that's, you know, they're a good team. That's, that's the real deal. And there's there's a lot of changes going on uh, in the Cup Series garage this year, next year. Yeah. You know, as we go into 24, there's going to be changes there too. Um, but for Hendrick Motorsports, I mean, they had they they had the defending champion in, in Kyle Larson. Yep. Um, they had Chase Elliott. They had yep. William Byron. Yep. Um, all made the the, the final. Well, I guess what Byron and Chase made the final four, but um, Kyle didn't. And, and of course, Bowman was in the cha- was in the playoffs, but then he got hurt yeah. um, and had to sit out some races and ended up coming back at Phoenix. But if you look at the stats for those three drivers alone. Um, starting with Kyle Larson, he had 13 top 10, uh, 13 top five finishes, which was the second most in the Cup Series. He had 13. He's had 13 wins since 2021, which is the fourth most among active drivers um, between crew chief and drivers. So he's had the same crew chief for for, yep. for 13 of his wins. Um, 19 top tens, which is the fourth most in the Cup Series. And then Chase, who had the most wins with five, I think, or six. Um, he led the most laps of any driver. He had a 12.47 average finish, which is the best average finish among every driver. And he's the only driver to finish in the top four in the standings in the last three years um, and the highest running HMS driver in 14 of the 36 races. So almost half of the races, um, Chase was the best driver among the HMS guys. And then William Byron had 746 laps led, which is the third best among drivers. He's he's had his first multi-win season in Cup in his career, and an average pit stop of 11.879 seconds, which is sixth among all the drivers. So just those three guys alone, um, and I haven't even got to Alex Bowman's stats yet. But Yeah, that's, well, I mean, again, it's been a great run for Hendrick. But this is a new car, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so uh, we've seen some of these teams like Trackhouse really get a hold of it um, in quite a spectacular way. And, um, and, and now I think the series is tougher than ever. Now they're going to make some changes to this car for next year. Um, mostly around, I think, trying to get the back end a little bit softer so that, you know, you don't see the injuries that you saw this year with the concussions. But um, but I, I, I don't know. I think we need to work on the short track package. I think we need to work on the uh, road course package with the car. I think the short track package, I got to figure out something with the gearing to get them to stop shifting. Because yeah. I think that's what killed short the short track is you, you could go in and literally 
blow a corner and just downshift and and keep right on going. Um, so I think I think they they've got some work to do. But Hendrick is just that group. People are already trying to well, you know, Alex Bowman should go or this. It's like, come on, <laughs> that is the most competitive foursome in the series. Period. End of discussion. They're not going anywhere for a while. Any of them. I mean, if you look they at, want to. If you look at Alex Bowman's stats, uh, his his uh, his win in Vegas in March was his fifth win since 2021. That's the third best in Cup. Yes. Um, he he had his fifth straight Daytona 500 front row start, um, and he's made the round of 12 every year. He's been an HMS driver. Yes, except for this year. Except for and this that year. Was by well, he made the 12. He doesn't make the eight because well, he, right, he got right, hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. The end. But I mean, you know, so in, you can't. With HMS, you can't say one driver is the weak link because there isn't one. They're no. all force fantastic yeah. guys, and they work so well as a foursome. It's it's unreal. And you you know people want to well Kyle after last year they were ready to nominate Kyle Larson for best driver in the history of the sport, right? Well, you know then this year, okay, Kyle kind of came back to earth a bit. You know, except it, for that one race where he he like went flying past like Ty Dillon and like. You know, they found him seven miles away. Um, well, but, I, but, but I'm just saying, he, but Kyle yes. made Kyle made some human error this yeah. year. Kyle didn't have a Kyle season. But see, this is what happens when you try to follow a season like he had last year. It raises the bar, and then you, you know, so people have to just learn to to lower their expectations a little. This was again first year with a new car, right? Um, if you remember Kyle Larson at the 600, Kyle was like awful in the beginning ended up coming all the way. I think he lost the lap. He did like everything. It, it all went wrong. He made the lap up, ended up winning the race or coming back to lead the race. And then I think either got spun or something happened, maybe spun out late, <clears throat> but you know, he could have won that race. Huh? That's Kyle Larson's going to be great. It's like just, yeah, Hendrick's okay. They're all right. Nothing wrong with Hendrick. Nothing to see Any here. Move along. No, move uh, along. Move along. Uh, but but I, I think what's funny is is that like when it comes to Kyle Larson, you know, it's much like we, we talked about earlier. You know, something with the eighteen car. You know, eighteen goes away, and everyone's like, oh, you know, what did you take the eighteen car away for? It's like, well, you didn't like <laughs> Kyle anyway. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to Kyle Larson, it's like he's he's the one person that can do no wrong because he's the one that everybody comes to see. I mean, he's not the most popular guy yeah. in the sport. You know, that's Chase Elliott's moniker or whatever. But yeah. what he's done in the last four or five years of putting people in seats and getting people interested in the sport, everybody's vested in what he says and does. And then, you know, he, he mentioned, uh, you know, that was a cool move by Ross Chastain, but I, you know, I, I don't think it was a fair move to do. And everybody's like, why would you say such a thing like that? You would do that if it were you. Like, well, he, you well, he, he didn't even say it was, he, he, he said, basically said it was a, an idiot move. Right, right. He was an idiot when he did it. You know, it's basically right. what he said. Right. It's fine. He can have his opinion. And, and I, you know, it, it's, it, again, I think, I think Kyle gets gets because of what he does on dirt or whatever. I think people elevate Kyle to this status oh, that yeah. it's like Kyle is an amazing racer, but he's not the only amazing racer in Cup, right? You know, so that's very that's very true. That is true. Uh, so we've got a little bit of time left. I, I wanted to mention this before we go to break because this is going to make Tom happy. I'm sure he already knows. But NASCAR is considering remo- removing the stage breaks from the uh, road courses in 2023. So we'll still have. Uh, the the uh, you know the stages or whatever, but they won't be a caution after the stages. They'll continue going as opposed to see. This shows NASCAR's willingness to be flexible because 
I love the stage breaks mm-hmm. as you know part of part of the sport. But on road courses, they're just unnecessary because it takes fifty five yes. minutes to line them back up. Again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> they're why. big tracks. So, <laughs> like, um, there's no need to to throw a caution there. Just just have the end of the stage, give your points away, and and move along. That's exactly the first thing I thought about too when I read that. Is well, finally, because now that's going to shorten the race time by like seven hours. Because <laughs> when they, when you throw a caution flag on a road course. You have to wait for the pace car to find the field and then wait for the rest of the field to come yeah, all the way around the track to find you. Yeah. And by that time, you've already wasted like two laps of, of competition trying to get there. And then they have to pit. So they have to go, you know, make their pit stop and then go all the way around the field and find the pace car. It's like nonsensical. So anyway, we're going to step aside and take a break and we'll have more of the show right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-race com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. This is Justin Lopp, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pack. 
Welcome back to the Inside Pass. We're going to get back to talking to Keegan here in a second. I, I do wanted to uh, to mention the Snowball Derby uh, because it will, it'll have happened by the time we come back from uh, our holiday break. But there's some NASCAR contingent in the field uh, this year in the form of four of them, actually five of them, six of them, um, actually. <laughs> well, because it keeps changing every time I look at them. I'm like, wait a minute, there's more people than that. The ticker's um, going up every time. On, on the cup side, you've got Brad Keselowski, William Byron, Eric Jones, and Noah Gregson. Um, and then in the Xfinity side, you got Josh Berry, and um, in the trucks, Ty Majeski. So yeah. the, all three of the series are, are, um, are I guess, represented uh, in, in this year's uh, annual Snowball Derby. It's a great, uh, a great race. It's a great opportunity for you know for a new kid to come along and, and kind of you know, I.E. Ari Jones uh, several years ago who won the race by beating out Kyle Busch, and it led to him getting his truck series ride and, yep. um, you know, everything that's happened to uh, Eric Jones, including winning for the first time in a long time in the 43 car at Darlington um, earlier this year. So it's a great opportunity to be a stepping stone for someone's career if they get out there and beat guys like Brad Keselowski and William Byron and Eric Jones and Noah Gregson on the field. Well, this is, for those who don't know, a, a race for what we call super late models. Mm-hmm. Um that happens down in Florida early December. And the Snowball Derby is probably, arguably, the biggest super late model race of the year. Um, and it's kind of like the race that follows it in January, which is an indoor midget race called the Chili Bowl, in the sense that it's really an all-star event. You get a lot of drivers from different forms of the sport that go race it, and it's a whole lot of fun to watch. And it's a rugged race to try and win. Seeing Brad Keselowski, especially back in a late model for the first time in a long time, is going to be a whole lot of fun. He used to have a late model development team. And so um, I'm happy to see Brad taking a shot. And I would suspect that with his influence at Roush, you may see a late model development team come out of that in some way, shape or form going down the road again. Well, one of the things that they did do this past week, uh, which was uh, kind of, I guess it was announced as we record this show live, they've, they've actually sort of set up a technical alliance um, with two teams uh, for this upcoming year. Rick Rowe Racing is going to have some technical, some sort of technical alliance with Roush this year. Oh, um, so I guess their technical alliance Stuart with Haas. Stuart Haas is over. Now we know um, why Cole Custer is uh, back in Xfinity. Uh, it, it all starting to make sense now. Okay. Um, and the other team, I'd have to look because I don't remember what the other the other team is. It's, it's another a Ford a team, but uh, uh, Rick Ware is actually going to have space on the campus of Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. Oh, wow. So they're actually just moving into the campus completely. Um, so that'll help that team out uh, a whole lot. And I'm, I'm trying to remember who the other team is, so I'll look it up. Well, Front Row Motorsports has had one, um, you know, for with uh, Roush for a while. Um, and Front Row now is basically taking over their own truck program because David Gilliland Racing, who is kind of overseeing that whole thing, um, is now a Toyota team that's now Tricon. So mm-hmm. um, Front Row is will be, and I don't know if there's yeah. another Ford team. Did you no, it's, it out? It's, it's Front Row and okay. RFK. Yeah. That's, I was yeah. trying to think of Front okay. Row. Yeah. Um, so so that'd, that'd be awesome. That'll be interesting, yeah, to see uh, Rick Ware. And, and, of course, Rick Ware has a late model development team. So see, it's, they it's, run pro eight models and they run in the Carolina pro eight model series. It's all starting to make sense now. Uh-huh. Um, so there are five other drivers, by the way, I didn't mention who are also uh, entered in the snowball derby this year who have NASCAR ties. Derek Krause is one of them who finished 11th in the truck series points this year. Sammy Smith, who won the Arkham Menards East series title this year. Uh, Corey Heim, who won two truck races uh, in 16 starts this year and uh, will run his first full season for the truck title next year uh, with Tricon. 
Um, and uh, Daniel Dye, who finished second to Nick Sanchez in the ARCA Series uh, this year, will compete in the Truck Series next year or this upcoming year for GMS um, out of their stable with teammates to um, Grant Enfinger because our buddy Jack Wood is going to drive for KBM. So. Yeah, and uh, I believe Caden Honeycutt will also be entering that race. Yes, and our buddy Caden, Caden too. is a uh, Truck Series racer for On Point Motorsports, who I think, I hope, may be full-time in 2023. Yeah, so Chandler Smith won the race uh, last year, um, but he's he's on the entry list. Um, but he is he, not racing. He's yeah, he said yeah. he's not racing. He's this not year, racing. So. In fact, Caden is going to hot lap that car for him. Um, and uh, I don't know who's driving it. Maybe it'll be Caden, but um, but I I think Caden may already have another entry. So let's see. I mean, if he jumps into that car, it's obviously a winning car. So yes. um, not that Caden can't win. Caden is one of the, the best up-and-coming racers there is out there. So yes. um, we're definitely going to keep our eyes out for, for him. All right, we're uh, going to go back here and talk to Keegan for a little bit. He's been sitting patiently waiting. I can see him getting antsy over there. Caden so we'll to Keegan. Yeah, from Kate. I'm not going to try to repeat that. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so your uh, Moto America Junior Cup uh, racer, where do you see yourself going? I mean, obviously, we've got this whole stepping stone program for Moto America to get into the big, the, the, the bigger bikes and the bigger tracks and stuff like that. Um, is that where you want to go, or, or are you going to try to? Uh, has all this talk about NASCAR made you go? I want to try four wheels for a change. <laughs> Well, I don't know about four wheels, <laughs> but um, maybe three wheels. We'll do a tricycle. Uh, no, I'm kidding. me. I, I, don't give some of the ideas. My plan would be to. I think I'd like to make a good name for myself here in the U.S. Uh, I'd love, like any any little kid, to go over to Europe and race MotoGP and be, you know, in the in the best top class that you can be in. But uh, you can make a living out of racing here in the U.S. Uh, I think it's perfectly possible and i it's something i'm really interested in um and like i was talking about earlier i think my one of my main goals is to you know once i'm up at that level to start a program and uh, help kids just like me so i think that's that's where i'd like to be uh but if there's an opportunity to go over to europe and and race in a moto gp or moto 3 any anything over there really uh i'd be stoked to to try it out so basically for you, um, what, is, what is the top level of Moto America for you? I mean, Junior Cup is just the transitional. Yes. What, so are they, what is the top level? The top level of Moto America is Superbike. So that's, super bike. that's okay. their main event. Yeah. Okay. And so what is the difference between the bike that you're racing in Junior Cup and a Superbike? I'm sure horsepower, but, but oh, yeah. talk about, is there anything else? Is it just motor? So our 400s uh, that we race are pretty much, you buy them off the showroom floor and then we take, you know, fairings, uh, exhaust, all every not racy bit off. But the engine, more or less, we actually restrict it. So we take power away from it. Okay. Or, well, not power, but we... Uh, that we don't let them rev as high as they normally do. Right. So we actually limit them a little bit. Uh, but Superbikes, it's, uh, they have manufacturer models. The bikes are, you know, built after, let's say, the Ducati Pinigali or oh, wow. the top bikes. Okay. But these bikes are built. There's there's nothing about them that is, you know, stock. You couldn't take it and ride on the street. Uh, they're They're built specifically to go fast, and they're built specifically for, you know, a certain rider. So it's it's kind of like just it's like a spaceship compared to my bike. <laughs> Where <laughs> a spaceship and two wheels? That's interesting. Where can 
fans watch? Is Moto America on TV, or where can fans yes, watch? Yes, actually. So Moto okay. America, I believe it's on FS1 on TV. Okay. And then also they have uh, Moto America Live Plus, which is their streaming platform, and that has uh, all the races and some behind the scenes and some other programs. It's really good. They've come a long way with that uh, program. Okay, so if someone were to sponsor you, they're they're getting FS1 television oh, coverage. Yeah. They're getting the full deal. That's awesome. Is, now, is it live on FS1? Yep. It is. Live. Okay. Wow, I didn't realize that. Wow. That's that's a great package. We're moving up in the world. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good awesome. stuff. Uh, so, how can fans find you on social media, uh, websites, uh, you know, and social media, that kind of thing? So, as of right now, I don't actually have a website. I know, because I tried looking for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but everywhere else on any social media, you can find me at Keegan Brown Racing, and that's K-E-A-G-A-N. I know some sometimes Keegan can be a bit weird to spell, but any social media platform at Keegan Brown Racing, and uh, our email is teamkbr17 at gmail.com. And, yeah, that's where you can find me. Well, that's awesome. Well, I mean, you've you've definitely had a fun career so far and oh, yeah. you're you know very lucky to be able to get to do this and i am super impressed with moto america i think they've come a long way in a short time so i feel like there's a lot of possibilities for growth there you just have yeah. to find the right people who are looking for the type of of uh opportunity that you present with this and and uh you know looking for for at track kind of uh b2b sort of yeah. entertainment you know yeah, and Moto America is still getting, they're still improving, and I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. Is there, is that the only sort of sanctioning body for what you do? I feel like there was another one at one point. That Moto America is the biggest, but we have, there's plenty of um, little companies that do track days, and uh, there's club level stuff. I was talking about it earlier. Um, Moto Gladiator is a club level, and CCS, okay. and there's Weira too. So there's some, there's some big, uh, um, club levels, but as far as professional, Moto America is, is as far as I know the only thing. Okay, then you just got to start practicing dragging your knees on the ground, um, <laughs> so that when time comes, um, can we do some? We we can. You want to start? Because I did this with them on week last. Oh, did you? So, yeah, oh, go ahead. No, no, you gotta no, find, no, you go gotta ahead. find new cards. I now go ahead and start. Yeah. Um, the, the the one that I always do is if you came with a warning label or a tagline, um, what would your tagline or warning label say? Hmm. Probably that I I'm not the best around f fragile things. That's actually how I got <laughs> my nickname. If you look on the back of all my leathers, uh, which is our riding gear. Uh, you'll see Hurricane, and that's because when I was little, if you put me in a room, I'd pretty much destroy it. Destroy pretty, the room? Pr pretty rough on anything. I think that's why I'm so good on a bike. So you're a bull in a china shop. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to I'm I'm take, take you home and, and let you inter uh, introduce you to my two kids, um, because I'm sure they would be Hurricanes number three and four. I think you may have just answered <laughs> the question I was going to oh, ask. Lord. What's one bad habit you're trying to get rid of? Oh, yeah. I'd say that that is destroying rooms. Do you do you do the same thing in the race shop? Like, do you go in there Oof, no. when you get angry and start throwing things around? And Gotta keep the race shop try clean. Try to kick the bike over and, and just get frustrated. And I, 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 I don't just, think you should do that, by the way, because your dad's sitting behind you. And the answer to that question is always going to be, of course not. I would never do that. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I, I, when it comes to working on bikes in the, in, in the race shop, I'm I'm not the one who gets mad and and throws things. Uh oh, I mean, that, <laughs> you're I can, not supposed to say that stuff on the air. 
That's true, though, because my dad was the same way. My dad said more cuss words than I would never be able to, to oh, say. Yeah. I've <laughs> never seen a rich stone that. harder. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They've become projectiles. I got to give I, that I, a bell. That was great. Okay. Who is your favorite fictional hero? Um, You're 15. You got to have one. <laughs> I, I guess Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. So later in life, when they make your uh, your uh, autobiography movie, t- made for TV movie, uh, who's going to play you in the movie? Was there anybody handsome enough? <laughs> oh, wow. there's that's I that's a great that's a good answer. That's a great answer. Love that one. That is a great answer. Which talent that you don't have would you most like to have? Um. I'd love to be able to play the guitar really well. That's something that my dad did when he well he he's played bass, banjo, a little bit of everything. Oh really? Uh-huh. I I've had the, I've that's learned cool. a little bit of the guitar, but I've never had the chance to really, you know, go and learn it. But that's something I've been really interested in. Fair enough. All right, real, real quick, the question that always gets people in trouble: if you could only keep three apps on your phone, oh. besides the ones that come standard on your phone, what would they be? I got asked this earlier, and I, I'm pretty sure I said. Um, Instagram, some kind of game, and then what was it? Well, you said YouTube earlier. Is oh, yeah, YouTube. Because oh, okay. I pretty well, much learned that, everything that, off of YouTube. That makes yeah. sense. So. YouTube is an incredible tool for learning. Yeah. I've learned so much. Off of and they have YouTube kids now. It's too. a rabbit hole. I can spend <laughs> hours, and I, I have. I've spent whole nights just learn, learning you. videos on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, The kids today have TikTok, but I, I, I get what you're saying. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break. We'll have more and wrap it up right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. I'm Lane Castle, NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. All right, welcome back to the show. We're going to wrap things up here in a, in a minute, but I, I promised Tom he would have a little bit of time to talk about uh, O'Reilly Indoor National Car Championship. So uh, tell us how everything went down in Batesville. Oh, man, it was crazy. We had 1,272 entries for two days of racing. It's a new record, isn't it? No, oh. 1547 oh, right. okay. is the record. I didn't care um, the one. And then we had, <laughs> we had <laughs> I think we have 1504 in 2022. Yeah. But... Um, but uh, 1272 is still very, we, uh, we ran 22 classes per day. Um, so we averaged about 670 entries a day, somewhere in there. Um, and so uh, the racing was great. It was a, it was a good event. Uh, the event was live streamed on pitrow.tv. It's an indoor dirt cart race. So if you've never seen one of those, you can still go to pitrow.tv and watch the uh, the replay. Uh, both days are there in their entirety. So uh, if you want to jump on on there, and then uh, we'll have a couple of uh, specials uh, on Mav TV in early 2023. They always do a highlight show from Friday and a highlight show from Saturday. So uh, on Speed Sports uh, show there on Mav TV. So that'll be fun. Nice. Yeah. To, to Keegan, was, thank you so much awesome. for uh, coming in and joining us tonight and being a part of this misfit group of uh, two individuals. <laughs> Thanks for um, having me. Always fun. Good luck to you and then everything that you are going, you've got going on for you in the in the motor world, and uh, hopefully we see you in the superbikes someday. Yeah. Uh, com is the site for this show, and also subscribe to the new Steering Wheel Nation magazine as uh, well. That is right. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you guys next week on the Inside Pass. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to the Inside Pass, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow the Inside Pass on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and visit theinsidepasslive.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Inside Pass. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Inside Pass. Thank you for listening.